to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 290 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Episode 290, which means one thing really, Chris. Why is my seat armrest sticky? I have no idea. I don't want to know, and I can't answer that for you. But we are 10 episodes away from episode 300, which also means something, Chris. Uh, Party time? I don't know about that, but we've been doing this a long time, and uh, thank you to everybody that listens. Yes, yes. So thank you. Otherwise, we wouldn't be still doing this, no doubt. 300th Uh, episode might mean I might have to have a drink. Oh, yeah. Is there any left or is it evaporated? I think it might have evaporated a bit. Yeah, we've got some Mount Gay rum here next to us on the podcast studio desk. Still uh, from episode 200, wasn't it? Yep, that's the one. (laughs) Let's not rush these things, guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, last week I forgot to mention a story about a Samoan man who was in jail for five extra years. Uh, He didn't really, no one told him that he should leave and he didn't query it. So he just sat there. And it wasn't until... What? Well, they just sort of... No one really thinks. And uh, it wasn't until a, uh, a judge, I think it was, was going through some old paperwork and realised, actually, you can leave now. Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. What was he in jail for? Uh, theft and dishonesty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I look. Uh, that's what I thought as well. I was like, what was he in there for? Anyway, uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Five Good. extra years. Yeah. It's a long time, eh? That's a long time. Oh, um, yeah. It's just... Um, That's... Oh, okay. The judge... Well, no, it's because... I'll tell you what the actual reason was. is because he got two sentences at the same time, and he thought he had to serve them concurrently. Yeah. Instead of um, all at the same time. Yeah. So, And they all thought that, and it wasn't until the judge spotted it in the paperwork, because uh, one way was the original old way they always did it, and then they did a change... And that's that's what happened. But no. still, yeah, still. Okay. I'm assuming he had no lawyer and he represented himself. Maybe who knows? Because uh, that the uh, just on that topic just come to my uh, head. The Christchurch shooter has um, fired his lawyers. Oh, has he? He's going to represent himself. Of course, he is. of course he is. Yeah. So they his lawyers said they're okay with it. They said uh, there was no. An- animosity. No, no animosity. Everything's good. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, in that world of client and, um, you uh, know, whatever. But uh, they go monster. They, monster yeah, yeah, idiot. They're something. going to uh, offer him the, you know, the standby legal counsel when the idiots don't that represent themselves don't know anything. They sort of jump in and go, actually, uh, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. I hope they a um, fact checker like what Trump needs. <laughs> Oh, he need, stuff. oh, he needs a lot of stuff. Actually, I've got some an update. I, I this is a, a little bit old as well. An update on the COVID, um, and, and I remembered it because I, I listened to a um, podcast, and it was going back to some interviews with the Italians back in the day. Oh, um, when things were going yeah, crazy, eight, April, March, April, March, okay. March, something like that. But yeah, um, so. Initially, COVID was thought, and I don't know if you know this, and I thought, well, everybody should know this, but maybe they don't. Okay. Initially, COVID was thought to be a respiratory disease, but they found out now that it's a vascular disease. Okay. I knew it was, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's transmitted 
via the respiratory system. So you breathe it in. And so that's why they thought it was a purely respiratory disease, because that's how people caught it. And it affects the lungs, right? So it goes in there and starts scarring it up and people go on ventilators, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But what they were realizing later on, like after the wave sort of come through, it's like, hang on, people are having kidney failures, renal failure. Um, they're having liver problems. They're having heart problems. What's going on here? Once it's locked in, it goes through the bloodstream and it'll attack any organs. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And all, you know, and the, oh, just... Yeah, and, and it's sort of quite surreal. Um, so tonight I, I watched uh, a, a Aussie News, uh, Melbourne, New South Wales News, rather. Yeah. Um, I watched um, NBC Nightly News in the US um, just to see what's going on. And it's so surreal being in New Zealand with no lockdown now, yeah. no masks, no anything. And over there, they're going from bad to worse again. And, and we're talking serious, serious problems. At, uh, what was it, Atlanta, I think? No, uh, Arizona. Arizona's totally, like, uh, we've got the freezer trucks coming in, have, haven't got enough room in the morgues for the body. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. We're starting to put adults into, um, what do you call it, pediatric child hospitals because we haven't got the room anywhere no. else. And but it's yeah. okay. Like, don't there's people over there don't want to wear a mask because freedom. It, death. It's freedom, or they can't breathe properly. And the examples of it's just they're just dumb. God people. gave me this beautiful breathing machine, and you want to take it away by making me wear a mask? No, it'll be taken away by the coronavirus because you won't be breathing long. Jesus yeah, I, lo- I love it when it's like the the uh, war veterans are saying, "Oh yeah, all these special." People can't wear a mask that's going to affect their breathing, yet we did like 22 hours in some war-torn country because of gas. And with full... And it wasn't just a mask. It was the whole hazmat suit thing that they wear in torrential, you know, extreme heat. Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to deal with that. And they're like, yeah, but these weekend warriors running around with rifles and stuff. Also, the other thing is opening the schools over there. Yeah. It's just... It's just mind-blowing. It makes no sense. California's gone back into lockdown, you know, that as of... Today, I think. Oh, goody. Yep. So goody. they're back in the there. That's good. Guys, it's all over, and there won't be any schools open this, this year, uh, you know, their fall, which I yeah. guess is the rest of the year, effectively. So, and, and one, and I think it was them. Somebody's already said, no, I think it was Europe, somewhere in Europe, they've said, right, no more, um, no, it must be America, no more large um, crowds or yeah, anything yeah. Uh, until February 2021. Yep. Good. You know, and people are going, what, seven months? I mean, geez, guys, you've you've blown it. So, anyway, the point of this is if you're listening to this and you're in New Zealand, you know, count your blessings. I know we like to moan and bitch about things, but seriously, guys, we're doing so well here. We're so lucky, and it's going to offer us a lot more opportunities uh, globally, which you you know you'll just see come up in the next few months. That's right. Hey, would you rent a corner of uh, someone's lounge for two hundred and twenty dollars a week? Well, I guess if it's a choice of that, or live in my car, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe two hundred and twenty so, though seems sounds a bit steep. That's Auckland prices for you, Chris. There's a privacy screen set up in the corner, and there's a bed there. Uh, might be looking for somebody to crash there. They said was an advertisement. And uh, you'd have to pay a bond of $250 as well. Uh, They said that it's perfectly legal 
but whether it's ethical depended on who the person advertising the space was marketing to. Um, because, you know, you, it could be a bit crazy. But, you know, spaces are a shortage. People need to work and live in Auckland for some reason. I, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, if you can't afford it and or you're stuck in traffic forever really leave look Auckland. at leave auckland like uh, yeah. i know i know we've, i know i've spoken so to i you. had a meeting last night right yeah and you you know about this and so i was uh right she said right I, I, when i get home from work um i, I should be home by 4 30 we'll have, jump on zoom we'll talk about this upcoming event that i'm 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 speaking at i'm like sweet sweet so I get a, a text message at 4.35 or something like that, uh, or email rather, saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm running late. I'll, I'll, I'll get hold of you when I get in. Yeah. At 5.30, I emailed her and said, all right, I'm going to be in the room. Just jump into the – here's the Link, you know, my, yeah. my, my Zoom room. I just jump in when you're ready. And she's going, still in traffic over an hour yeah. to get home. And I was just like – Man, I get angry if it takes 15 minutes in Hamilton with traffic. I know. Like, like uh, uh, really late at night, I think it takes me seven minutes to get home from work. Yeah, yeah. During the day, it might take me 10 or 11. Anything yeah. more than that, and not happy. Yeah, exactly. And I, live, <laughs> I, I work the other side of town. I know. And in the work. morning, it takes me, oh, I don't know, 10, 15, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then it'll take me a bit longer. But if it slows it down past that half hour, Mark, I am just ropeable. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So um, what we what's changed this year, though, is field days, field days, is field days online. So uh, while I had my hour waiting for that person, I was going through the field days, some of the videos and uh, the in- intros and stuff like that. So I made a few notes. Cool. Uh, uh, just interestingly, their website crashed on the very first day. Yes, yes. Uh, they that. had stress tested it, um, but it could not deal with the amount of people wanted to check it out, which I thought was slightly interesting. Um, yeah, I thought that was. I, I wasn't going to mention it, but I thought that was okay. All right. Well, it's interesting on a the amount of visitors, or b it wasn't really set up properly. <laughs> yeah, because it should have scaled instantly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, but because uh, the the they're in a TV studio where they're doing most of this filming. Oh, okay. And it's pretty flash. It looks good. It's pretty slick. T yeah. Radar is pretty much uh, hosting everything. It cracked me up, and I must get that video. I'm going to s- snip a bit of that video and use it for training the people with TEDx because T Radar, who is hosting it, yes, uh, introduced James Allen, who's like I think the president, and Peter Nation, who's the CEO of the Field Days Association, right? Society or whatever. That's right. And Radar's got this nice shirt on, and both James and Peter have appalling moray on their t- on their shirts. Oh. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, a moray is when you have a, a tightly patterned shirt, yeah, and the cameras and light make it just sort of... Uh, like a uns- 3D effect sort yeah, of... Yeah, unsettling sort of movement. Yeah. A rippling effect throughout I'm it. It can be it actually nauseating if you watch it. And I'm like... Dude, like obviously Radar knew because he's he's got his shirt that that was cool. Yeah, and I'm like, do you not tell anybody this? Someone, As, you think someone would have picked up on the day, but maybe they didn't have a backup shirt that they could yeah, use. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm going to snip that bit of uh, video if I can 
and uh, use that to yeah. uh, try in, in my training for my guys because uh, I explain it to them, but I don't think people get it. But that's a really good example. Anyway, that's off to the side. Bye, what bye. videos did they have, Chris? That you well, saw? Well, they had Jacinda uh, did a, an intro. She was pretty cool, obviously, yep. usually. And Prince of Wales. I saw he'd done something, but I have not seen anything. He actually was really good. He spoke very clearly. He was pretty good. He had, had a good try at the, the Māori um, welcome. Uh, um, I think he's pretty hello. switched on, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I didn't realise he had been there in 1970, which I think was the second field day. Oh, ever. yeah, that makes sense. And yep. so he goes, oh, yeah, I remember going in for the second day. It was 10,000 people there. And rah, 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 rah. And I just got to say, you know, the Royals do – this shit well they really do he yeah, had a, yeah. a little um, uh, New Zealand silver fern pin oh, on, yeah. in his suit he, he looked immaculate there was apparently um, the the flowers T-Radar mentioned it or something afterwards I'm like oh, I didn't even notice but why you know, would you? I don't look at those things. But the set dressing, effectively, and, and that sort of thing. It was like, yeah, those guys really know how to do their stuff well. So, yeah, no, he was really good. And I, I watched a couple of videos. I didn't watch a lot, but I watched a couple, and two really got me. This first one's a sustainable net, and it was um, sponsored by Hyundai. Actually, it was Country Calendar. I think it must have come from Country Calendar because it had that logo on. Yeah, somewhere. Hyundai sponsors Country Calendar, and yeah. they've been going for 70 years I think, 60 years, something. They've just celebrated it today, yesterday. I got an yeah. email about it. Yeah, they. I think Country Calendar came out like the second year New Zealand got TV or something silly. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd have to be like early on if that's the case. But yeah, so the sustainable net. So this, I never thought about this. So when you have a net, so we're talking a, a sock net, right? So you've got a, a long sausage net, if you like. An old sausage they, net, yeah. That they good, crawl good. along with. Yeah, and pick up whatever they want. Yeah, and the end's like tied off. Yes. And as the net's going through the water, the net pulses. Like, you know, your, your okay. boat comes f- over a wave. Oh, sorry. I'm gesturing. Sam's not looking. I can and see. I'm hitting, <laughs> I'm hitting my microphone. It, it, it pulses over the wave. So the, the, the holes pulse, and they can catch fish or even just rub them badly if they're small enough to get through. So yeah. the idea is yeah, to yeah, get yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he's done... And, and, you know, there's nothing at the end there. No room to get out at the end. So what he's done is this sock net now comes into his prototype, which looks like a sled because it's got runners, and it obviously um, slides along the floor of the thing. It's about the size of this desk. Okay. And it's effectively a cage, but, of course, it's a rigid cage. Yeah. So anything small enough can just go out those yeah, yeah. those things, and they don't pulse because of the thing, you know. And huh. so the net feeds into this, and small fish can get away, and then when he brings up, he's got all the bigger fish. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's seems much good. better. Still not overly impressed with the sled on the ocean floor. No, because that I... does. But anyway, that's it's still better than current, right? Yeah. Um, and then he goes, oh, but this is our prototype. He's in this engineering shop, and he shows the screen. And it, he goes, we're using it like a cattle race. So the AI... Okay. Scans the fish as it comes through the net. Oh my gosh, how quick would it have to be processing that? I know, I know. And it goes, if this is the species we want, it'll it'll, uh, flick it down that race. Or if it's not, it'll flick it down this race. And if it's too small, it goes, you know, and that race just leads out and they're back in the ocean. 
So I'll just program it and say I want Gurner to this size, and that's what I get. What? Well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's really awesome. It would be better if he had one that actually worked. Yeah, but, okay. Um, I'm like, holy crap, you reckon you can do that? Because you're right, the <clears throat> MIPS or whatever it is that you the, – the processing per – per second that you'd have yeah. to do to make that work effectively would be huge, but good on him. And he's just a – oh, I can't even remember where he's from. Just a Kiwi fisherman. I can't remember where. Um, so that was that one. And then the other one I watched was hydrogen. So last year when Sam and I – was it last year? It was last year, eh, the hydrogen car with the yeah, with the yeah, 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 yeah. So they had a fit – we talked about it last year, um, but those of you weren't listening to it that time – uh, it's a big announcement about this hydrogen car. Yeah, and at, at Hyundai. At Hyundai, and they had the um, exhaust running through a fish tank with live fish in it. Yeah, that's right. Because there's no exhaust other than oxygen and hydrogen. So, man, doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Which was cool. It was pretty good. Do you know that's still not on sale? Whoa. That okay. Because... Um, and that was the last thing. It's like um, he goes, "Oh yeah." So I think there was. It's going to be a couple of years before that's available. I'm like, I thought, I thought the whole point of having that there was that it's available, but no. It was something to do with there was only going to be one site that could provide the fuel for it, or something. I think in Auckland or something. Oh, I don't know. I I think they're still going through regulatory stuff with the government on the safety aspects of dealing with it. So, I mean, from a government point of view, there's, you know, um, safety aspects of um, standards of how you keep yeah. it. But there's also safety aspects of training the firefighters how to look after it and, and how, um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. all those ancillary things there that, is. That, that, that need to be looked at from government. So they're still working through that. So I understand that. They had a... Um, a, a Hyundai guy there in, in the studio, and they had on screen a couple, couple of people, and one of them was this um, woman, Jane, somebody or other, who was the head of the Hydrogen Association. She's like... Of what, New Zealand? Of or New Zealand, you know. Bring like, in hydrogen, make it happen. It's awesome. I wonder if she argues with the EV people. Anyway. I don't know, because they did talk about that a little bit. But what got me, she goes, hydrogen is the most abundant uh, element on the earth. It's not. It's not. But that's, I, that's, that was the first things out of her mouth. But that's spouted a lot, as, isn't it? No, hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. Ah, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's not the most abundant thing on Earth. Ah, oh, okay. There's a slight difference there because we're stuck on this. <laughs> if Earth. we were flying around the galaxy, you're right. Ah, uh, I see what she, yeah. Yeah, but so... I, I lost, she lost credibility with me in her opening sentence. And I'm like, I'm sure I'm right. Let me just Google it. So I will admit this is just a Google search, okay. not a, a deep, be fine. A deep. No, it'd be fine. But it's like, what is the most abundant element yeah. on earth? Oxygen, 45%. Yeah. Um, because it's actually in everything. Like, yeah, everything that makes contains sense. some oxygen. Okay. And that's the most, which I wouldn't have guessed, to be fair. Uh, um, yeah, okay, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, apparently oxygen is, but it's certainly not hydrogen. So, anyway, it, uh, so I'm just going on a rant here. Sorry about that. No, good, good. Uh, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, they are working on it. It'll go well. But what they started talking about is, yeah, it'll probably be commercial ve- vehicles first. 
So, oh, okay, yeah. um, you know, your tractors, obviously, because we're in field days, we'll talk about tractors. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, trucks and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, he said generators. Why have diesel generators when you can have hydrogen generators? You yeah, know? that's pretty and cool, that would actually. Be good. I think that makes a lot more sense. So, yeah, that was um, that was my field day's experience. Check it out. It's on for three weeks. It's free. Just go to, well, search field days. Fielddaysonline.co.nz. Yep. Uh, one of the things <coughs> long-time listeners will know, when we go there and we get our media passes and we walk around with very little gear and people stare at us, uh, one of the things that we like to do is we check out the innovation tent and we talk to some interesting people there. Yes. And I thought I'd just quickly let you know about a couple of things that I've come across at Field Days Online. Right. Uh, but I do have to admit, every single year, there's a couple of things that always pop up. Riverwatch. <laughs> yeah, well, Riverwatch is on there now. Yeah. Uh, again, because they're now moved into the launch New Zealand Innovation Awards. So I think they went from prototype to idea to testing it, validating it, which is when we spoke to them. Yeah. And now they're at the launch stage. I did wonder. I, I didn't watch the video. But no, I like, but oh, I, I, I think that's what's happening. So it's fine because they've got that award. But the, one, the, the thing that we always see, and there's multiple versions of these things, and I know it's important, but literally I don't know how many times you can make this thing, is the rollover protection for quad bikes. Really? They're always there. There's usually a big rubber thing on the back or something else, or this. there's a new one here where it's got a special SOS button built in, and you hold it, and you say, I've flip the quad bike and it's on top of me there is another one which is a mechanic uh, like a engineered roll cage sort of thing but here's a couple the tps sewer rat bait station it uh kills sewer rats and they were asked by the new york city council invited them to demonstrate this prototype oh nice so they got the international innovation award which is pretty cool um wonder what the sewer rat thing is different from like the river rat we have river rats here, where we are. <laughs> oh, it'd it just be, it'd be a man-made pipe set-up structure, I think, more than anything. Okay. It'd be the same bloody thing, I guess. That's just a... I don't know how it works, but it's just okay. a thing. Because uh, I don't watch any videos on this. There's a thing here called Sparrows, and it's a tracking device for producers, distributors, and freight forwarders, and it's a little black box that goes on something. Now, is that... Was it last field days and a woman was talking about that? It sounds real familiar, and I can't remember where I was and heard about it. And I've got a funny feeling there was someone somewhere talking to us about that exact thing. But I don't, I don't know if it was I don't at field days. It, but, you know, Alzheimer's. Yeah, anyway, that's a thing. This is uh, a prototype New Zealand Innovation Award. And I, uh, how about a two-layered sheep stencil to encourage sheep into holding pens and up races? So what Sam is showing me is a picture of a sheep drawn on the wall. So that a sheep will come around the corner and go, oh, there's a cartoon sheep. I want to go and say hello. What? I assume it works. I don't know. Oh, why uh, would it work? I, I don't know. C2D. Would they? Uh, what? I don't know. They're, see, these are the questions. <laughs> this is, these are the people I'd want to interview. Yeah, absolutely. And normally we would interview them. I do, I do wonder if we are going to work out a way of... Interviewing some of these people. In Zoom, I don't so. know. Uh, to be, I think. I think it. To be fair, it's better when it's in person with the atmosphere. Oh, and stuff. I absolutely agree. There's this uh, guy built an off-road wheelchair, basically, but he doesn't call that. It's called an all-terrain transporter, Max TRX. 
Ooh. Uh, and he's built... That looks like a um, like the robots you see in the American Army... Yeah. Bomb, bomb disposal. Well, it's got the it. same wheels. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The the three thought sort of thing. Triangular. But, um, tri- yeah, like what Johnny Five has got from Short Circuit. Yes. Okay. I think I remember that. Anyway, this guy created it. He's built a whole bunch of different types of quad bikes and stuff because he couldn't get on the farm because he's basically paralyzed or broken back. And he built this thing. It goes everywhere. He didn't break his back from a quad bike, did I don't know. That would be hilarious. No, I don't I mean, think so. Probably not hilarious. The only but. weird thing is, when you look at this, he's taken some photos, of, obviously by himself, of him on the machine, and it looks really strange. Like, he should have got a professional <laughs> in for that, who may have given him some styling tips, maybe. Oh, gosh. And the other thing that I just wanted to mention was a Prototype New Zealand Innovation Award. And uh, the way it read, it sounded like these must be a thing overseas. It's called Locker Power. And it's a bank. It's like a box with 10 little lockers on it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's a secure battery charger locker for power tools and things on a work site. Oh. So it's got enough ampage in it. And then it's got power sockets in every single little um, cubby hole. Yeah. And you can put your charger or phone or whatever in there. And then you lock it with your own padlock. And then you don't need to worry about someone thieving your gear. Until they steal the whole... Yeah, thing. until you steal the whole thing, and then you've got 10 different on, batteries. Because you're, you're on a work site, so they just get the um, freaking caterpillar, lift it up, and throw it on the back of a truck and drive off. That's something to but, do. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, why not? I, it's funny, because one of the guys, RH Innovations, uh, uh, one of the group in the um, startup incubator that i was working with and they are doing moisture detectors and ai neural nets to work out how when to water your farm oh okay yeah yeah and i'm like okay but haven't i seen that every time at at field days innovation a different i think the big hurdle here and i think there's lots of iterations of the exact same thing and i think it happens over and over again I think the big key here is, and it's the same with any business really, you can come up with the best product in the world, but if you can't sell it and get customers, yeah, what's exactly. the point? And I think that's a big thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's uh, why uh, getting into uh, field days is huge because it definitely gives you exposure. Those guys work really hard. Their media team annoys me with the amount of emails I get. We do get a lot, <laughs> uh, seeing as we are part of the media. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I say that in a good way. I, I'm not saying stop, but I, I, yeah, they they work real hard. I will say that. So check it out, fieldaysonline.co.nz. You do have to sign up, but there's a whole bunch of cool content, and they've got deals with the people that are uh, the and companies. You go on there. in the draw to if you, if you tick the box, you go in the draw to drive a Hyundai for a year or something. I would thrash the crap out of that <laughs> if I had it for a year. They'd be like, where'd you take this? It'd be everywhere. And they'd be like, it's not off-road capable or it's not four-wheel driving. Be it like, was oh, next. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't? I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So that's our field day's wrap-up basically that's for it, 2020. Our, well, we might have more information about it going we'll forward, see. but I won't, I won't hold my breath. Um, so I've and got some a people of, died. Yeah, so um, Ennio Morricone, and I mean, that me- that was a week ago, really. So I was going to mention it last week, but I just didn't have time. But so he he had an amazing career, really. So he his first ones were, like the, the one he was most well-known for probably was The Good, Bad and The Ugly. 
I would like. I do not know who you're talking about, but if I saw his face, I'm sure no, I would. You, no, you wouldn't recognize him. I wouldn't. He's the composer. Oh, there we go then. Good. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm glad I wasn't missing something because I was like, I don't know But that's know who this sort of is. my point. So what the reason I wanted to mention it. So, he, you know, I, oh, I didn't write down when he died. It was 80, 88 or something like that. So, he, you know, he had a good long run. But he did Fistful of Dollars and a whole bunch of stuff. But he did the soundtrack for The Hateful Eight, which was only a few years ago. So he's still working. But what gets me is um, he spent... You know, he's really well known. Um, and I'm surprised the name didn't pop out at you because Sash, our friend Sash, goes on about him all the time. Oh, I'm sure he does. Like, I think just he doesn't... did some Star Wars uh, Yeah, bound to. Well. But that just doesn't Yeah, yeah. Doesn't anyway, stick with me. Um, so he, he is literally a le- legend in terms of um, changing the way people even did score. So before he did score for Fistful of Dollars, I think was the first one he did, all those westerns had full orchestras. Oh wow! And he yeah. got asked to do this because his mate, who we went to school with, yeah, was making these spaghetti westerns. He goes, "Well, you're a composer. Why don't you do the thing?" He goes, "All right, but I'm not having uh, orchestra. A because I can't afford it. I don't have one." Mm. And so he um, he used an electric guitar. It was like, but that's anachronistic. They didn't have electric guitars in the yeah, in the west, yeah. but it worked. And then he started doing the whistling thing. And then when he got to the good, bad, and ugly, he's like, oh, no more whistling. And he did screaming voices. You know, um, so it, he is amazing. But what what I wanted to mention was he was sought after around the world. He did all these things for all these amazing movies. He was stuff it, never left his suburb that he grew up in in Rome. Wow. And never bothered learning English. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I that's something I didn't know until, and I wouldn't have thought about until afterward, after he died, you know. Yeah. But it's like, wow, that's that's sort of really cool. He had this worldwide impact, but he's yeah. like, nah, I'm, I'm a guy from the, you know, this this is my local um, area in Rome, and I lived my whole life here, and all my I friends think are that's, here. And- I think that's what the beauty is of if you specialize in something or you're well known for something. Yeah, because they came to him. He didn't go yeah, out to them. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going over there. You know, I, I, I don't know if he, I suppose he went and visited the States or whatever, but yeah, no. nah. anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and this week, or just a couple of days ago, of as of recording this, Grant Imahara? Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know that, and I saw that just now, and I went, what? Brain aneurysm, drop dead. Um, he's the- He was so cool. He's the Asian dude in Mythbusters. So you had the two main characters, uh, two main guys, and then you had the team of three, uh, yeah. Grant, Tori, Tori and, and- The girl. <laughs> name beginning with K. Yeah. Uh, I should know that, but I don't. Carrie. Hey, Carrie, yeah. And he was super clever. He worked for Industrial Light and Magic before Mythbusters. Yep. He was um, he was a total nerd. He, he played awesome. Sulu on Star Trek Continues. Yes. Uh, he did the prototype version of C-3PO on uh, Phantom Menace. Um, he also created the Energizer. He engineered the Energizer Bunny. And he's done a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah. it's just one of those things you How don't know. How old was he? Because he, he would have been 35 or something. Uh, late, yeah, 37 maybe. Uh, he wasn't, very, wasn't too old. Jesus. Bit scary. Bit scary when these things happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Uh, that's us. I better go because uh, yeah, I'm getting phone dis- calls and stuff. Disappear. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bit depressing ending. So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, and-